Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello, greetings, greetings. Oh, hello, Lucy. <laughs> hello, Ben. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good, good. How about yourself? Are you feeling any yeah. better? Is the arm still working? Uh, yeah, it's, we'll get there. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, I win the Euro Millions tonight. And oh, yeah. Just change my normal body for an exoskeleton. That's pretty Adamantium good. Adamantium steel, yeah. Yeah, Get the nice. claws and everything. Yeah, And it will be <laughs> fine, though. <laughs> you'll be right, you'll be able to game non-stop forever without even without any getting tired without the muscles yes. in your arms or your hands even yep. even having to worry about it then <laughs> the only worrying thing is not being able to die that might become a problem mm. Mm. gonna have to think this plan through a bit more <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that your, your body will keep going but your brain may deteriorate yeah. <laughs> just from the beer alone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah let's drink some beers it's a nice yeah. little lunchtime session today mm. what have you got yeah. for us to start i am starting with a beer from unity brewing co um it's called ensemble and it's a belgian ipa uh this was in one of the beer 52 boxes yeah I believe. Mm. Yeah, brewed as an exclusive collaboration with Beer 52 at Brewery Anders um, in Belgium. Right, bit of flavour text. A Pan-Atlantic marriage, fermenting an East Coast-style IPA recipe with a classic Belgian yeast strain to to create a beer with a symphony of fruit and spice flavours. So, Belgian IPA. Nice. (laughs) I've currently got that one in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Unity uh, table saison last oh, yeah. night from yeah. that box as well, uh, which was nice. Which was nice. Uh, I also had another one, which was a pineapple. Is it from from three uh, something brewery? Mm, <laughs> that gives absolutely nothing yeah. away, does it? Uh, I seem to remember one of them on one of the bottles um there was a little bit of flavor text about them being kind of like you know this is this box was all about upcoming breweries um Mm -hmm. and something on the back was saying that they're going to london and bristol and one of the other craft beer festivals and they're all on one stand together you know they're on a stand as kind of like up and coming brewers that are sort of being taught about at these the, the beer festivals so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of them if I ever remember their name, uh, when we go to, to <laughs> Bristol Craft Beer Festival. Um, I'm going to be drinking a beer from Lervig. I haven't had a Lervig for a long time. This mm. is Orange Velvet. It's an IPA. It's 5.5%. And it says, uh, double dry hopped lactose IPA with shitloads of hops and a touch of mango <laughs> and lime. So smooth, it's like the liquid equivalent to velvet. Drink now. Hurry! Drink oh, it, yeah. Instantly, yeah. just smash it back <laughs> straight away. <laughs> just smash the can against your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> just lick, lick around my beard where it's all sort of poured into it. Yeah. 
Jeez, yeah, I can... mine is. Um, we can smell it already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I cracked the can maybe half a foot away from me as well. Mm. Um, oh, what is yours like? Uh, it's very light in colour. I'd say straw coloured. Um, it's all yeah. It's almost uh, completely translucent. Um, had a nice head on it. Probably about two finger head to start out with. Um, it's quite carbonated. You can still see the carbonation yeah. going up the glass. Uh, it, yeah, it's really good Belgian ale. It's it's light. It you can taste those like Bel- that Belgian yeast strain. You get like the esters and like banana smell and flavour. Um, it's crisp. It's it's delightful. It's what you want as twelve thirty beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just to start your day off. It's it's really good. It's. If anyone's had a Belgian IPA before, then I think they know what to expect. But this does it well. Um, I think it was six percent. Mm. Yeah, six percent. But it doesn't. It's it's not. I wouldn't say sessionable, but um, you know, you could comfortably comfortably drink this and you know, and not have it be too heavy at the start of the morning. But yeah, it's nice. 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 Mm. Uh, what made you pick that over the other beers from the box? It was the one in the fridge, <laughs> <laughs> but when I was looking through the fridge of uh, like what to have a look to record with, I was just like, yeah, that nice Belgian IPA to start mm. the day off yeah. with, nice and light. It's it's very crisp, very refreshing. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe nice, mm. a good choice then. Um, I know I said with this Lerve I could smell it um, straight as I cracked the can. Um, and I'm sort of I was questioning what it was, but now I've stuck my face in my glass. Mm. It is unmistakably just lilt. <laughs> that is, I, I don't is know whether it? it's the, the you know the metallic mm. you know nature of the can as well coming through mm. or the zest, the tang that I'm getting from it. But it is unmistakably oh. like a can of lilt. Uh, what, what what is with is lilt lemon? No, well, it's like tropical fruity. There's a load of things in there. I, th- I seem to remember with a little, uh, a bit of pineapple, maybe. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, it smells like little on the nose, but on the flavour, that that mm. pulls back slightly, mm-hmm. and you are getting a lot more of the the mangoes and the limes pushing through. Mm. Uh, it's a very similar uh, sort of nose, but maybe. Maybe whatever else is kind of in there, giving it maybe something slightly different on the nose, pulls away a little bit in the flavour. And it, as it says, it's. I went back to read exactly what it says. It says it's like the liquid equivalent to velvet, and it is very smooth to drink. Mm-hmm. Super easy, super okay. super soft. So when you said lilt, I was thinking it'd be like quite carbonated and quite tastes like it had like sugary additives in it, and rather than just like natural fruit that went into it yeah and maybe that's what mm. kind of is, is pulled back a little bit in the flavor over the or in the mouthfeel as well there is a slight bit of carbonation mm. which is pushing that that fruity sweetness just a little bit uh, yeah. but it's kind of not what i was maybe expecting as you said i was kind of mm-hmm. expecting that big fizz to come through in the um, in the flavor as well or in the mouthfeel yeah. but it doesn't that smoothness allows a little bit of of carbonation which Kind of sits on the the tip of my tongue a little bit, okay. um, and kind of gives a slight bit of bitterness. Not much at all. Very very light. 
uh, but it's definitely uh, you know the mango and the lime which are which are pushing through here mm-hmm. and with it being quite velvety quite soft you know I'm not getting any alcohol it, it it's only that mm. little bit of bitterness which comes from that carbonation which kind of gives away that it is a beer rather yeah. than kind of a, a fruit juice which is yeah. nice to round it out with to know that I'm actually drinking a beer rather than just picking up a can of lilt but yeah because uh, I found that a few beers like nowadays have, they really like are on that line where it's like this just tastes like you know artificial and mm. you know like sugary and then and they're trying to get through like you know lots of different flavors and trying to make it new and interesting but um it sort of like compromises the style of just having a beer sometimes and yeah yeah mm. i know what you but mean i know you, what you mean if yours is more oh yeah this is a beer mm. rather than hmm. well i suppose it's <laughs> trying to think whether i get anything off the initial sort of taste but i don't really i mean you could mistake mm. it for for like a non-alcoholic drink for a, you know like a fizzy soft drink something like that yeah. until okay. it gets you know say 10 seconds in mm. and that very very slight bitterness kicks mm. in uh, i mean yeah. it's so light that you might even miss it really if you're not kind of looking for it if someone just yeah. handed this to you and you had you know, like a big swig and gave it back to them, you could very yeah. easily mistake this for a sort of a soft drink. But it doesn't have maybe that artificial sweetness, which kind of gives away a few of the other beers that we've had, which yeah. uh, which don't taste like beers necessarily, uh, or you could mistake for something else. But this is very nice, That's very easy to, to drink. Yeah. And, and, you know, as with yours, a good beer to start with. Yeah, and talking of bitterness, mine's slightly bitter at the end, um, but it's married well with like a bit of spiciness, bit of bit of bubblegum, slightly mm-hmm. sweet fruitiness, just very understated. But yeah, it's it's a really well balanced beer. Nice, nice. Mm. Should we should we get to some games? Yeah. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> I I know there's a game that we've both played, which I want to talk about. Uh, but all of my games this week are mobile games. Uh, I've played a few because I've kind of been out on the road for the last sort of week, mm. week and a half um, since we last recorded. Uh, been to see family and all those sorts of things. I don't have the joys of a Switch to take with me to be able to play games like that. <laughs> so um, yeah. it's fallen to my phone. Uh, I did take my DS4 with me to pair up with my phone yes. to try some yeah. PlayStation remote play. Uh, but uh, yes. the internet Android. where I was at my mum's place um, was Terrible. so poor <laughs> yeah. that it just constantly kept saying internet is too weak. Yeah. Uh, you know, it found the PlayStation fine, but mm-hmm. just just every time I think it tried to take that last step, it just it just couldn't. Um, you know, I wanted to finish. I, I thought I'd find time. I probably would have found time to finish um, Life is Strange. Oh yeah, that's a good one to stream because it's not too intensive intensive it's not exactly that's exactly game. what i thought <laughs> but no it wasn't it wasn't to be uh, yeah. but the first game is um is a little bit ridiculous and a little bit sublime all in one go um i think it's called hidden game 3 but there's some words in there about a mother is it hidden hidden, hidden my, game my by mom yeah 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 it's like if um you 
<laughs> you were trying to make a like sentence in another language and converted it straight into English, which is probably what what happened. More than likely, uh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it is Japanese made. So mm. yeah. it's it's kind of this very very little charming but kind of ridiculous game and yeah. you're you're a kid whose mum has hidden his his like nintendo ds yeah it's a, it's a ds it is a ds yeah <laughs> yeah um and essentially you have to you know tap on the screen to find it and that might be opening up a cupboard and it might be in the cupboard you tap on the ds and hooray you've won the level uh it might be underneath someone someone might be sat on it so you have to work out a way to get them to move to then be able to find it and mm-hmm. it it's paced very well that everything kind of you know gets a little bit harder in the next in the next session on the next level uh, and i was finding with a lot of these levels that i you know a few that i really scratched my head on oh, i just okay. couldn't quite quite figure out there's there was one yeah. where you've kind of almost got to make a little bit of a seesaw uh, and actually combine yes, some yeah. items and i just mm-hmm. could not work that out for yeah. you know for a little while um luckily uh, the game does give you tips as well it give you one tip i think if you watch a short video um so mm. i think i did that on maybe two or three levels and that that's yeah, fine it, for, it's free it's yeah, a free game free exactly download, yeah. so that's and fine no, for a, it, it there's no microtransactions no like invasive ads most of the time so yeah yeah Exactly. Um, But if you, on this level, discover your mum, whether she's hidden in the cupboard that you've opened, whether she's under the sofa, she's out of the window, she jumps out of a pot, she's in some ridiculous places and could just appear from sort of anywhere. Um, If you discover her, obviously you have to start the level again. And some of the, it's, you know, it's very low on kind of like animations and kind of what you have to do it's it's almost as if it's just a like a hand-drawn thing that kind of moves across the screen mm. um and the the animation for your mum kind of chasing you away is very nice and you get that little hey sort of <laughs> little shout by the kid as he's running away from yeah. his mum or later his sister who just i assume it's his mm. sister who shows up yeah and Canonically, it's his sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the third game in the series, and um, when you were saying that you were having a bit of like so, some were head scratches for me, mm. I, I played through it. It didn't take me that long to play through it. Probably about half an hour. I think it was about thirty levels or something. Yeah, it about a that. Few yeah. bonus ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I've you know played the previous ones, they are quite similar to each other. Right. Um, a, a lot of the like the assets and the drawings that you say are reused as other characters, you know, the mom, the dad, mm. the sister. And it's like, I, I pretty much know the pattern. It's like, if yeah. that solution looks too easy, then it's usually, Oh, his mom is there and that, that, that resets the level. Um, so it's like, don't go, always go for the obvious, uh, kind of thing. Um, but even though like it wasn't challenging and it's like, okay, I know the hook of this game. It, it's still really enjoyable because, mm. As you say, it just keeps on getting more bizarre and bizarre. First of all, you just think, oh yeah, this is really like by the numbers, bog standard, hidden object game. And then it starts getting a bit more quirky and it just goes into the completely bizarre and surreal, like, you know, there's a giraffe in the middle of the the living room and stuff like that. And it's just just really charming. And I, I play it more for that than, you know, to get challenging puzzles completely yeah but it's really charming and yeah 
it's free. Pick it up if you haven't, and it, it's hidden my game by mom. There, yes. There's three of them already, so. Uh, by yeah. Hap. Hap Inc. Hap Inc. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever played anything by these guys before. At least the, the name mm, wasn't no, familiar. Yeah. Um, no, it's when, it's when it was uh, announced on a Nintendo Direct. I think it was over a year ago now. Um, coming to the Switch. Don't get it on the Switch for anyone. I think it's like seven ninety nine on the Switch or something, which is ridiculous, considering you can get it for free. Um, I mean, if you want to toss the developer a few pounds, maybe get on sale on there. But um, it's just ironic how it's on like Nintendo platforms, and it's the the boys clearly holding like a DS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't even look like anything else. It is straight up a DS. Um, mm. But yeah, fun puzzle games. That's what, that's the first I ever heard of it, and I think it might have been like Giant Bomb, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that game's really good." And I was like, "Okay, I got to check this out." Saw it was free on mobile. Downloaded the first two games. Yeah, really good, really fun. I just just jumped on to see if there was anything else um, by these mm. guys on on. Well, I'm on Android Store, uh, yeah. and there's another one which looks like it uses the same assets. Um, called Is that the sister one. Yes, my brother yeah. ate my pudding. Escape room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just installed that on my phone yeah. to play a little <laughs> I bit. I think later. I played that one as well. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, that's, we, we both said it. These are like nice little charming games. Uh, and the music, you know, plays up to that as well. Mm-hmm. The sound effects, the um, sort of like the 2D animation, the way it sort of moves across mm. the screen and stuff. It's all it's all done very well uh, mm. as, a, as an overall package. It all feels, you know, very, very kind of well made. Uh, if you know, even if it's kind of very low key in sort of what mm-hmm. it's doing, um, yeah, it just just feels very kind of like uh, like love has gone into this. Like someone really yeah. enjoys making these games. Yeah, and I think they make it like intentionally like crappy, like you know, like like South Park, the original South Park. They intentionally made it look crappy. Um, and they still do, mm. <laughs> and that's not to do with like budget or anything. It's just like, yeah, let's put a little bit of quirk into it and stuff like that. But I mean, the thing is that this could—you look at it and it's like this could be any old mobile garbage that you just <laughs> yeah, accidentally yeah. download yeah. by clicking on an ad or something. But but it's really not. Um, as you say, it's got a. It's got Nintendo seal of quality. Yes, since it's on the Switch now. <laughs> so it's uh, on on Switch is um, mm. is the third one on Switch or are all of them? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it might just be the first one. Right. I'm not sure, but I'm not paying seven pounds for that. Can't be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's free everywhere mm. else. Yeah, and you know you they're still getting their money if you you know click on one of the tips and hints or you know click on one of the the ads um in the game in the main menu so mm. yeah they're still getting their their ad revenue so i i don't mind not paying oh, 7 pounds completely <laughs> and i i think that's that's why i kind of um i didn't mind watching the video when i when i needed mm-hmm. a little tip and the tips aren't you know they're quite cryptic as well they don't mm-hmm. you know they don't point you directly to what you're doing yeah um, they'll give you some kind of little cryptic clue. So actually, you've almost got like another little puzzle or a little a little mm. cryptic teaser to try and figure out, which will lead you to what you need to do. Uh, and I was more than happy to sit there for thirty seconds, yeah. uh, ignore my phone for whilst sure. an ad played, and yeah. and then picked it straight back up again once it once it had finished to think, okay, I don't really know what they're talking about here in their in their mm. hints, but I'll try and figure mm-hmm. that out as well. Yeah. 
so yeah. Or if you're really stuck, just go on YouTube. I mean, these games are pretty popular. And mm. If you just go on something like App Unwrapper, they do really good guides for mobile games. I'm sure you'll find it there. Yeah, yeah. But like you said... And you'll not- have to watch the ad on YouTube anyway. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Damned> if you do. <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, let's jump to you, Lucy. What her apart mm. from hidden game, my mum three. <laughs> uh, I said last week that I would play Flipping Death and Dead Cells. Yes, and I've played both. So, um, let's start off with uh, Flipping Death because speaking about Dead Cells, um, probably roll into another little smaller topic that I want to talk okay. about. Okay. But um, Flipping Death by Zoink Games, um, probably know them from Stick It to the Man, that came out a good few years ago, they put out Faye. Zombie Vikings? Zombie Vikings, yeah, I wasn't, that was really hard, um, that was like a side-scrolling brawler. Um, yes, yeah, four players side-scrolling brawler as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think it was... Yeah. Optimal if you played with friends, and I don't have any, mm. so I, I didn't really <laughs> <laughs> play that much. So. But um, yeah, you know, great quirky art style, nonetheless. Um, they put out Faye earlier this year to uh, middling reviews, um, but did they? Because because they uh, they actually merged with another studio, didn't they? Yeah, uh, Image and Form. Uh, yeah, the, they're under the same publishing umbrella now, which is called Thunderful Games. Oh, that's a cool pun. That's a, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. realised that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and they've gone gone back to their roots because it's like a spiritual successor to stick it to the man, which is still my favourite game from them up to date. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is you know kind of platforming, well, not too much platforming, but like platforming puzzle adventure game. Uh, more emphasis on the puzzle adventure game. Um, you play as this. This girl called Penny, and she meets her untimely demise, and she fills in for Satan, uh, or the Grim Reaper, Death, whatever you want to call him, um, to basically reap souls, you know, and go around this uh, town, which which looks phenomenal. It's like this kind of paper craft, cardboard cutout aesthetic. Mm. Um, so you have like things in the background, in the foreground. It, it looks really good. Um, and you're basically possessing the townsfolk and solving puzzles. Um, so, for example, there's uh, a, a dentist in the game, and he's got a drill. And when, once you possess him and use his drill, he can open things and stuff like that. So, um, it's it's kind of it's kind of very 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 light Metroidvania. It's like you have to okay. get a few like like tokens so you can possess somebody, and once you get enough, you can possess uh, different people and there are different tokens for different people and once you get the tokens and you possess one person um, it's like that opens up a, a different area of the map or you can complete a puzzle to get into uh, a different area or a different house or something like that so um, but yeah it's, it's very heavy on the puzzles not too much of the platforming the platform is a bit sluggish I think it could have done without it but um, it is mostly the like characters, the quirky characters, the dialogue. They're very silly and light-hearted, like Zoink games. They, they don't take themselves seriously, so it's yeah, it, it's it, it's kind of weird, like 
and, and slightly dark humour as well. And um, the writing's really good. Um, and yeah, it's 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 just a good return to form for them because after after Faye, I didn't play it myself, but it it just didn't. I, I, it must have been like done by. Well, I don't want to say B team, but like maybe their second team because it didn't really fit in with like their overall portfolio from what we've seen of them. Mm. Whereas this is very much returning to like Zoink's roots and you know in, in comedy and in you know puzzles. I, I I liken it to like the Double Fine puzzles, the puzzle games, yeah. and point and click adventures where it's like it's humorous. Um, the puzzles are great, the characters are great, the characters are memorable. As is the story and the dialogue, and that's what I like. I think Zoink are probably like the closest to like Double Fine and old school Lucas Arts games that you get nowadays. So, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I mean, it, mm. it's it's one that I think I've got on my wish list yeah. um, to to pick up. It has that almost, uh, as you say, Double Fine. It, it's got almost that Broken Age kind of uh, look and mm. feel to it as well. Or yeah, for sure, uh, it's almost like a mix with uh, at least aesthetically between something like Broken Age and. Um, I never remember the name of the film, but it's in the same kind of vein as Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, oh, uh, Corpse Bride, or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that. It's got yeah. that kind of that feel mm. to it. Yeah. Not, you know, it's not kind of like that claymation sort of no. stop animation stuff, but it is a lot more sort of like papercraft, as you say, mm-hmm. sort of like that very, very layered kind of cardboard esque yeah. kind of aesthetic, which gives a lot of depth to, yeah. to what they're sort yeah. of showing and stuff. Yeah, it looks looks beautiful. Yeah. It's really good looking, and um, I think the only criticism I have, other than the platforming, is just the reuse of like the same like uh, environment. It's it's all set in one town, really. Mm. Um, in I think there's is it six or seven chapters. Um, you go to like different parts of the town and stuff like that, but fundamentally, it's still the same map. Okay. And it would have been like nice if there was like some diversity in it, but. It is useful knowing the map and inside out. You can teleport across it as well, which helps. But yeah. it's nice knowing, okay, this character's going to appear in this part of the map. Like, p- policeman's going to turn up at the police station, most likely. And it's like, just learning that map, it does make navigation a lot easier. And, but but nice. the teleporting, like, kind of negates that as well because you can just teleport it. Once you've possessed a character, wherever they are in the map, you can teleport to them immediately. Which cuts out all the platforming, which isn't too great. And, okay. You know the, the traversal. So. So is it is it kind of um, are you platforming on a single screen? Is it kind of uh, like mm. like a standard point and click adventure where you've got one screen and you move across it to then get to another one, or is it a bit more like you know, like a Metroidvania where you're you're tracking across sort of through a level, which you yeah. know it might only be 30, 40 seconds long, which then moves you into the next. Yeah, it, it, it's it's all on. I wouldn't say single screen. It's like there's no loading in between, like scrolling. So okay, it's all on one plane, and it's mm. all no no loading or anything like that. But um, so yeah, I mean, I guess putting the platforming in, I guess that's just the way the world has been built. Yeah, and you have to get around somehow, because if you haven't possessed anyone yet, then you can't teleport. So mm. I guess I guess that um, you know, mitigates that problem. Yeah, it's a really well-crafted game. Really it's good. nice. It's nice that they've got that kind of like that teleportation in there to yeah. stop you having to retread ground oh God, yeah. and areas. Um, you know, I remember one of our. Um, I don't know why it popped into my head, but I started thinking about Dropsy, 
the clown. <laughs> and I remember, you know, from almost again. all of us, yeah, <laughs> he's returned. Um, mm. Almost all of us said that it just you just had to like retread ground all the time mm. in that game, and there were so many screens to get through yeah. to be able to you know progress and stuff that it kind of felt a bit you know it made it bigger than it needed to be but mm-hmm. to have that that teleportation in flipping death is a nice touch yeah. to you know allow them i suppose to even if the game is the same sort of length by not having to retread areas and screens and stuff that allows you to explore a little bit more as other characters yeah. uh, and you know explore a little bit more sort of like story-wise and things like that yeah and another good thing that it does is that it puts the characters in places which make sense for like the puzzles Mm. it's like they're not going to have well not usually they're not going to have one character that is required for something all the way across the other end of the map um where they're needed for that thing so yeah that's good also but um yeah it's it's just called like the whole flipping the world because it's called flipping death Mm. you flip from like what would you call it It it's like like it seems like purgatory because it's just ghosts in there you basically yeah. have to help the spirits like pass on. Yeah, it's um, not like an afterlife type thing. Yeah, and uh, between that and like the living world, and mm. it's it, it, once you flip over, it like mirrors the map, and that confused me more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the teleportation really helps because you're like, oh, I went in the completely wrong direction. When it's not hard to understand, it's like if you go in left to right, if you turn over, you're going to go right to left. Yeah, but that just confused me. Well, a lot of times you find that things get flipped kind of rather than from left to right, they get flipped from up to down. Instead, if you're playing kind of mm. something that changes the direction in which you're sort of like playing and something That's like actually, that. That's so, actually uh, quite a big tie into what I want to talk about later. But, ooh. Ooh. Teaser. Ooh, <laughs> well, that's that's a good teaser. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I, I've got another game. Mm-hmm. Another mobile game, which I'm not going to talk about much. Um, it's uh, it's called Alto's Odyssey. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a sequel to a game I think which was called Alto's Adventure. Yeah, which I didn't play. Which this game keeps telling me to go and play. Which is really fine. it's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> but Alto's Odyssey is essentially like a, a an endless runner, but you're side scrolling. Um, sort of sandboarding, not quite snowboarding. It's yeah. a lot of sort of desert environments and things. Um, you're having to do lots of jumps, collect coins, get high scores. Uh, it's very uh, beautiful in oh, the yeah. way it portrays its backgrounds and things. And it's I often serene. find, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I often find myself looking more at the environment than actually what's <laughs> coming up in front of me. And suddenly, yeah. I crash into a rock rather than jumping <laughs> over it and just have to start again. Yeah. Or as we were talking about with with hidden game, watch an ad to then you know get them to stand up and continue that run type thing. Yeah, it, it's or, free. It's free, isn't it? Again, yeah, another yeah. free game. Yep. Yeah, because uh, uh, I played Alto's Adventure, and I'm sure that was a paid game. I'm pretty okay. sure it was. Um, that's probably why they're telling you to go play it because it more than likely, money. yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. You, you think endless runner and. You just immediately think, oh, God. I, I'm filled with a sense of dread. I, I don't like things where I don't have full control over my platforming. Mm. Um, hence why I never played Super Mario Run. It's like, this doesn't feel right. It's like, I should have 
full control over my movements and when I want to stop, when I want to go, etc. And so, like, Endless Runner just fills me with, like, a complete sense of dread. But um, yeah. Alto's adventure uh, is one of those, when you say, yeah, it's, it's, like, so serene and so blissful and mm. it doesn't matter if you mess up because you it's still, like, it's still elegant in the in the platforming and then it's just it's just calming it's chill it is oh very Mm. much and they've what i mean it's got a few like mechanics and um you can you can upgrade and buy a new board which then allows you Mm. to sort of wall ride and you get to a new area and you can ride along sort of like canyon walls and things to get you higher to get more coins and those sorts of things and bounce off balloons and Mm -hmm. you know all, all sorts of things like this but it's the thing i've been playing more is it's got a zen mode Okay. which they take out all the coins they take out the score you don't have to do anything and you just go and you jump okay. and you watch the background the background changes quite a lot and it, the environments change and suddenly it, like, it'll start raining and there'll be a thunderstorm in the background oh, which okay. then suddenly appears and you're riding through this thunderstorm and stuff and the way that this kind of the environments change and things like this just work really well especially yeah. in that zen mode because I found myself playing for about 10 minutes just in Zen mode, just going and going and going and going and not you, worrying about not the score. Or things. Or you do crash, crash. you right, get okay. straight you get straight up again and just oh, keep good. going and don't yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just I find that it's you know that Zen mode was really nice at the end of a night mm. to just kind of put that on, just chill out for a little bit, just listen to the music, watch yeah. the kind of the backgrounds and things like that. And uh, it, it reminded me very much of you know not an endless runner game, but of journey in those sections where you're, that, yeah. yeah, where yeah. you're kind of you're sliding down, sort of through the desert, down through the sands. Yeah. Uh, it's got like there's... like the same like kind of muted like color mm. scheme as well. Yes, yes, yeah, it does, and it and, mm. and it rolls through those color schemes as well. So you might mm. get this lovely sort of pinks and purple skies, mm. and that's mirrored in kind of the silhouette of the sand that you're rolling down and things. Uh, but it'll then move into maybe sort of some darker blues and greens as a storm rolls in and this thunderstorm is going. You get this like nice white crack of lightning to kind of break it up and mm. you know it moves back into the, the, the blues and greens again. Yeah. Um, it, it, he's also got a scarf which tails yeah. behind you <laughs> yeah. and the more score you get, the longer the scarf gets, which, which obviously <laughs> very much made me think of Journey as well. Um, but I, I mean, again, another game which is just well made and mm. it does exactly what it kind of sets out to do. Yeah. It doesn't ever feel like something's wrong with it or that uh, that you can't achieve what you're trying to or get past a certain part. It's very fluid. Um, it's very well paced. It's mm. just a nice experience. Yeah. To, it's like to kind of sit there. Poetry in motion. It's very, well, yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. The the Alto's adventure. Um, I mean, that always got like editor's choice and you know uh, uh, highest rated mobile games on like the App Store. Mm. Um, but I think that was like snow. I think it was snowboarding. Yes. Whereas this is like yeah. sandboarding. But, but yeah. So they've they've switched it up a bit. Um, but yeah, I think I've, I'm sure I downloaded it as it was free. Just need to uh, need to get into it. But now that I know that there's a Zen mode, that that makes me wanting to try it a bit more because I don't like endless runners because and <laughs> this also ties into what I'm going to speak about I don't <laughs> like games where you don't feel like you're progressing okay mm. okay mm. should we should we crack another beer before we move yes, into it okay. I agree cool 
Uh, are you set up? Are you ready to go with your next one? Oh yeah, just one more so we get this and I'll be ready. All right. I'll tell you got? what I'm having then. Mm. I have got the I'm Not Like Everyone Else, which is from Track Brewing Company. Uh, it's a collaboration with Cloudwater. So far, apart from um, I think the collaboration that they did with North Brewing, which we had whilst we were in Birmingham uh, up mm. at the Wolf, I've not seen anything else from Track. Um, yeah, whether it be down elusive. here in Bristol or in bottle shops, in bars and things like that, you know, I, I don't go out a huge amount, but I'm just not seeing them around. So yeah. when I saw this, I'm like, yes, I'll have this one, please. Yeah, no, same here. Um, I've only I've only picked up like their bottles from a shop like once. Yeah. And they're at the Bristol Craft Brew Festival, so I'll be really intrigued at like what they bring and have you know get more of a rounded opinion of them because so far it's like they're still quite mysterious to me yeah very much uh, i think uh, obviously depends on what they've they've brought to the festival mm. uh, but um i was thinking they might be my first stop uh, you know go yeah. and see what they've got if they've got something nice and light to start the day out with because what do we start like 11 30 uh, 11 o'clock something like that because yeah, we're in with an early session aren't we? so yeah. yes yes um so yeah, I thought I'd go to them first, just because, as mm. you say, they're very mysterious. You uh, don't see a lot of them, especially here in Bristol. Um, there is no uh, flavour text with this. It just has a best before date of the 1st of December 2018. Mm -hmm. It is 7% IPA. Okay. And the ingredients are just malted barley, wheat, hops, water, and yeast. Nice. Nice yes, IPA. Yes. Exactly. I thought I'd go with uh, you know start off on something light and move in to a bigger a bigger boy. Uh, how about you, Luce? What have you got? I have got a beer from Magic Rock. It's called El Gingero. I think that's how ah. we're going to pronounce it. Yes, I've seen this several mm. times. Well, El Gingero. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's a. You've got to give, give it that flavour. Yeah. <laughs> It's a double orange and ginger oatmeal stout. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, um, let's have a look. Is there any... Okay. We usually read out all the different malts and hops and yeast on the Magic Rock one. So here we go. Malts, Golden Promise, Oat Malt, Chocolate Malt, Amber Malt, and Crystal Rye Malt. Mm. Hops, Whole Leaf, Cascade, T90, CTZ, and Centennial... Other ingredients, Seville Orange, Curacao Orange, and Stem Ginger, Yeast, WLP001, 7.5%, package June 2018, so not too old. Um, okay. But yeah, it's a 330 can, um, obviously nice art, just like all the Magic Rock yeah. players. Um, orange and white and black art on it. Um Looking at the beer, Jesus, it's this is it's like treacle. You can't see. It's like full on opaque. It looks. Yeah. <laughs> if you told someone to drink this, they'd think it's motor oil. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's got like that very very dark brown, not quite black, but very very dark brown um, body. Uh, about one finger. Uh, creamy, slightly brownish head. Mm. Mm, it's quite, it's quite frothy. The head, um, it lo looks like a stout. It is a stout, so 
Nice. Mm. Smelling it, yeah, you get the ginger straight away. Um, full on. Um, I wouldn't say it's like ginger beer. It's actually like a ginger biscuit because you get in those stouts okay. that like that that malt and that biscuity mm. smell from them um, as it's a stout. So, oh, it smells really nice. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of ginger. It's like I drink ginger beer now and then. Don't really have much ginger in like food, but it's not something I dislike. It's not something I'll avoid. It's just not something yeah. I usually have. What's yours looking like? Uh, mine is. It's sort of. It's very. Very opaque. Not hazy, but just kind of very mm. opaque. Very orangey, mm. uh, and it's in its in its color. Uh, and the head is sticking around as well. Mm. Uh, big big bubbles in the head. Yeah. Though it's 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 sort of you know very frothy and it sticks yeah. around on the sides of the glass as well. Smell wise, getting a little bit of um, of, of tropical fruit on the nose. Not mm. a huge amount. Hmm. It, it smell. It's that kind of uh, that fruity IPA familiar mm-hmm. kind of smell. Um, Maybe a little grapefruity. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of, of maybe a little bit of orange coming through in there as the citrus, citrus rather than yeah. say lemon or mm. something. Or but so it looks nice. It smells nice. Mm. And it tastes nice as well. Good. It's got a it's got a slight a, a very very slight. Like it's it's thick. Um, it's a lovely sort of mouthfeel, but it's got this slight sour note. Hmm. To it, not it, you know, not in the same regard as a sour. Yeah. But there's just this kind of this pull, perhaps, of the of that like sweet fruity flavour, just pulling it back very slightly, okay. and giving it maybe a very slight sort of uh, sourness to it. Well, that's good. Like balancing off that sweetness with yeah, like, the yeah. citrus and the all the hops. And again, maybe it's not orange. Maybe it's a bit more sort of like tangerine something. Mm. Something like that, um, which is coming through. But yeah, a little bit of a little bit of grapefruit in there as well. Mm. Uh, very easy to drink, as mm. I say. A little, a little bit of body, a little bit of thickness to it. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite as say velvety um, yeah. as the as the Lervig, the orange velvet, um, but possibly without that carbonation, a little bit smoother, mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, barely any carbonation uh, as soon as you drink it. Even though it's got you know that nice rounded kind of head which is sticking around mm. as well, you haven't got any kind of fizz in there yeah. whatsoever. Um, it doesn't go quite as big, uh, even though it's seven percent. Doesn't go quite as big as mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a juice bomb. I wouldn't wouldn't suggest it's a juice bomb. It, it, that sourness maybe pulls that back very slightly yeah. uh, from stopping it from being a big fruit kind of hit. Which is nice. Makes it very easy to drink. Mm. Don't get the seven percent on that at all. Uh, Always good. <laughs> Knock it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too easy. Is it, to is, knock it, back. is it one of those where it's just like just want to keep grabbing for more, or is it like? Oh, oh, definitely. Mm. It's it's got a. It, it is quite dry. It's got a nice dryness to it, mm. um, which is making me grab it. But the the thing that the flavour that sticks around mm. is that kind of that grapefruity. Sourness. I think the tangerine or the orange is there yeah. to start with to give it a little perk, to give it a little bit of sweetness, and then it mellows out quite nicely into that grapefruity sort of sourness. So uh, that sticks around, but you you want that little hit of yeah. sweetness again, and because it dries you out, you're like, yes, 
Yes. I shall have some more, thank yes. you. And another bottle. And another. And another. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's it. Because I don't see track down here very much. Yeah. I should have picked up a couple, really. Now, in hindsight, knowing it's a good beer. Mm. Um, I assume it's a... Uh, well, I say I assume. It's it's in a 330ml bottle. Track are the brewery who you know have got their address and everything all over it. So it's probably brewed by them. But it's very much a cloud water beer. Yeah. Uh, you know, within its with its opacity, with yeah. its kind of its mouthfeel, with the flavours that are coming yeah. through, it's very much cloud water beer. I can uh, usually identify cloud water just from the house yeast. Now <laughs> it's just like yeah, weird, but you can certainly distinguish. Uh, like, oh yeah, that's a cloud water beer. Mm-hmm. But that's when you've they tried many, many, many cloud water beers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is takes years. Not, not advisable. <laughs> years of expertise yeah. to understand. Mm, yeah. Nice. So with your f- with the flavour of the Elgin Giro. Yes. No. El Elgin Giro. Yeah, Elgin Yeah. <laughs> the ginger. The ginger beer. You, just call it. The you ginger. like you you have the the ginger coming through on the nose yeah. and stuff. Is it kicking in in the flavour oh yeah. yet? Yeah, you definitely yeah. Uh, have it in the flavour as well. Um, where I was slightly hesitant, where, where it looked quite thick, looked quite viscous, you don't get that at all. It's really easy okay. drinking. Um, it's really quite smooth and it, it's quite light. It's, it's, it's like a porter. Um, just mm. just a nice, not too heavy, you can drink this during the day, which we are. Um but, yes. but you get you get in a lot of ginger in it. It, it I kind of liken it to um, Magic Rock have done quite a few like stouts that have had like chilies in it. Um, yeah. I always harp on about the Tempest beer that had chilies in it, which was which was wonderful. And it's like I like stouts that have chilies in it mm, when it's done well. Yeah, yeah. Because Magic Rock actually did one with chilies, and it was just way too overbearing. I think that was their mm. Demolo one. I think that's like ten percent. Um, okay. Had chilies in it. The, I think the chilies just overpowered the beer, and it, it, they didn't get quite get that balance right. This feels like a better version of it because even though it doesn't have chilies in it, um, you're still getting warming and like a bit of spice from the ginger, and it's a good substitute for that. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah. If I mean if. I'd definitely recommend trying the stout with chilies in because it just like elevates it to that next level for me. Yeah, it does. very much. Yeah, um, and it's just a good contrast between like heat and a bit of sweet and a bit of dark malts and everything. I think this is a, probably a better, you know, version of that than the Demolace. But um, yeah, it, it's a really good beer. It's really easy drinking. It's you could drink this during the day. Um, it's not mm. like a oh. You need to drink this on a cold, wintry night or something like that. It's it, it's easy drinking. It's smooth. It's it's got a bit of carbonation, a bit of hoppiness to it. Um, the ginger. If you're not a fan of ginger, don't go near this because you, you know <laughs> it's a lot of ginger. But you are getting a bit of orange as well. You are getting a bit of fruitiness. So there's a lot going on, but they've balanced it mm. really well. So nice. Yeah. Nice. I do like ginger. Mm. Uh, I think I've only ever had one or two beers. That, that ginger's kind of been that that big mm-hmm. hit in it, and I think one which was too much, and one again which then wasn't maybe enough. Mm-hmm. So this might be a uh, a buy on the next bottle yeah, shop trip. Yeah, I give it a try. If it's sort of balanced very well. Yeah, um, 
does it have the price on it? I think, I think it was only about £2.30 or something like that. Okay, cool. Free, free 30 mil bottle. Uh, well, can. It's not going to yeah. cost you an arm and a leg. Mm, mm. Nice. Ooh. Ooh, a good recommendation then. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, so let's let's get back into this now built up <laughs> set of games or game or whatever we're going yeah. to be talking about now. Well, I was saying how I don't like games where you don't progress. Uh-huh. Or doesn't feel like you're progressing. And that's why I stay away from roguelikes, so I don't like roguelikes. <laughs> but a roguelike that I have picked up and I've been enjoying is Dead Cells. You might have heard of it, it is the talk of the town at the moment. It is, yeah. Made by Motion Twin, French developer, published by... It is Devolver, isn't it? Is it Devolver? Oh, I don't know. Or is that something else I'm thinking of? Let is me, it Devolver? I'll, I'll do a super swift Steam <laughs> look. <laughs> kind of certain it is, Let's but see. the thing is see that everything's... It's published by, no, ev- it's, it's published by Motion Twin as well. Oh, is it? Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of something else. At least oh, on the, Steam. That's At what, least on Steam. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of The Messenger. Oh, I keep seeing adverts for that. It looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. It's out at the end of this month, and I can't wait. Yep. I cannot wait. Um, if anyone hasn't checked it out, uh, it's a 16 and 8-bit mm. Ninja Gaiden game, basically. <laughs> so go yeah. check it out. With modern sensibilities. It isn't as bad as playing Ninja Gaiden. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing's that bad anymore. Apart from Castlevania. But, uh, anyway, Dead Cells. Um... Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone absolutely loves it. I, I'm having a good time with it. Um, but it, it's still it's still a roguelike, man. It's still it's still a game where it's like, yeah, I've put so many hours into this. I don't know how many runs I've done. I don't know how many hours. I'd probably say... Mm. It, I'd say maximum 15 hours I've probably put into okay. it. Um, but that's that's just a be- lot considering you don't like roguelikes. Yeah, yeah, honestly, everything, despite the roguelike part, is fantastic. Mm. Um, the combat is just, it, it feels fantastic. It's fluid, it's responsive, it's quick. It's it's everything that you want from like a 2D uh, combat-focused platforming action game. Uh, the yeah. platforming's great, um, like the jumps, the double jumps, the wall running... Um, the combat is great, the long-range weapons, the short-range weapons, the melee um, actions, it's its all fantastic. I, I, mm. In terms of games that, that feel good to play, this is probably one of the best feeling games I've ever played. Um, they've just got it down to such a T. Um, I don't know what goes into making games, and I don't know how people do it, but when people <laughs> understand like good platforming and good action... And they can nail it. It's like you're, you're onto a winner anyway. Um, you're going to win over everybody. But in fact, there's not a but yet. There's not a but yet. Um, it, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically a run-based game. You're trying to get to the big bad boss at the end of. Um, it's probably about. There's different paths that you can take, but they all end up at the same. All emerge at the same like big bad boss. Mm. Um, there's probably about six six levels between. Um, once you die, you start from the beginning, 
but um, the good thing about it is that once you get through the levels, um, everything they're basically called cells, i.e. souls. If anyone's played a Souls game or Bloodborne or um, Demon Souls or anything like that, you'll know that you it's like a currency. You acquire some and as soon as you get to like a bonfire or the next level in this game for example, you can cash those in. Mm-hmm. And you can cash those in on, you know, a myriad of different things. You can cash it in on getting more health less or having the ability to have a random starting weapon or have the ability to um, what they call mutations where you can get buffs for your character um, you can you basically get blueprints on the way by killing enemies killing stronger enemies just going through the world and once you get a blueprint that's permanent as long as you cash that blueprint in and then nice. you okay. contribute your souls to um get that blueprint so that it's all always available for you at a shop or at the next level or at the chef place I don't know but basically the bakery yeah the bakery <laughs> basically <laughs> you where where people convince me to pick up this game is is that you're not starting from zero um, yeah whereas in some roguelikes I mean a lot of roguelike I think that's where they distinguish roguelike versus roguelite. I have no idea what the difference is. But I think that's where people distinguish it. It's like you're not always starting from zero. There's always something that you're contributing to. There's always something that will make the next run slightly easier. Um, mm. And this game does it really well. You are, You never feel like you're going to go back to zero and you're not going to progress in that run or you're not going to feel a tiny bit closer to achieving your overall goal so -hmm. it does that really well um and it keeps things interesting because you're always starting with different weapons there's always different drops in the world that's cool and there's so many different variations of like mutations um weapons um sub weapons like projectiles bows shields swords boots whatever there's so many different whips, whips yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> there had to be whips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, there's so many different variations to that. The gameplay doesn't feel boring. Um, so mm. even though you're starting at the same place, the same, you start off in the prisoner's cells. Although you always start off there, it always still feels interesting because every run is different. Um, mm. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, and it. So. If you say if you take out kind of like the the uh, roguelike hmm. elements to it, how does it stack up? Say just as a um, like a Metroidvania game. You know, hmm. we've spoken about a few over the last few weeks: Shovel Knight, Hollow Knight, things like that. How does it kind of stack up against those other games? There is some exploration. Um, there's two. There's it's quite a meta game to this game. You can either speed run it, and it does give you perks for speedrunning it because if you get to certain places certain levels within a specific time you can open up a door which closes after a certain amount of time if you get there quick Mm. enough you can like um get more cells it'll always give you more cells to cash in at the end of the level you can get different blueprints and you can get some more like um health or stamina uh or brutality um like buffs but that's if you speedrun it. And there's al- it's always a push and pull. It's like, should I speedrun this 
and not have the time to go through the you know explore the different procedurally generated levels and not get the upgrades that I need or should I just think oh I'm gonna go straight for that get the cells cash them in at the next level and mm. then in effect I'll be better off in the next run because I might have op- opened up a new weapon or a new shield or a new mutation or something like that or there's a case where you can explore um, each level it is procedurally generated but each level will contain like a set certain number of rooms and secrets and stuff like that so those will always be there um, and in exploring you you can find blueprints you can find you know um, stat upgrades you can do this and you might be more prepared later on in the game so there's a push and pull it depends what you're trying to achieve in that yeah in that particular run um, as I say it's very meta is you, you learn this the more you play it but in terms of Metroidvania kind of uh, like layout you do get some permanent upgrades throughout the game and then those basically allow you to like not avoid you, you don't have to avoid them but like circumvent like extra levels extra extra places okay so it's like if i've got something down it's like i want to do this level that level that level to go to the boss you can once you've got all the permanent upgrades which are called runes um you don't necessarily have to go the way the game like directs you in the first place because you don't have these abilities to get to places quicker um but even so it that that is Metroidvania in 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 essence because it's like you're mm. you're upgrading your character so you can get to new places, but it's like yeah. it's just those places are like you know you can go there but you don't have to to get to the final boss so it's not yeah it's done in, it's done in a very different way yeah. than just tracking through you know one giant map. Mm-hmm. And having to kind of explore, yeah. you know, 90, 80% of it to get all of the items to progress through. Sort yeah, of thing. it's not, it's not, I'm sure you can do a run all the way to the end with fact that it's not mandatory. But, yeah. Um, but in terms of, it, that's probably the only link to a Metroidvania that I'd give it. People mm. call it a Roguevania. There is a map, but it's like it's a procedurally generated level every time. So every time you're going through that map, that map doesn't stay. You have to unlock it all over again. You have to go around and yeah. find everything else all over again. So, and that's really where my like I don't know what's a what's a good word. It's not sadness, but because distaste. Yeah, it's not even distaste because it's like I don't play roguelikes and for, to get me to play a roguelike it's got to be good and this game is fantastic yeah. it's superb it's probably one of the best in the genre from what people say because I don't play roguelikes Ooh. it's probably one of the best in the genre but mm. when I think what the genre is I just think I'd rather this be a metroidvania I'd rather this be yeah, okay. a straight up metroidvania no starting over from the beginning you know uh, the combat and the like platforming is so excellent that my heart just bleeds the fact that this is not a Metroidvania. Because, <laughs> because well, they make they kind of make a lot of that 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 roguelike element to it, or at least the mm. kind of like diary start. Because in the trailers that I've seen, uh, in one of them he runs out and he tries to kill something, it kills him, and he pops up back in the room. 
and his head pops back on and then he runs back out with a different weapon and tries to kill something and he gets killed and then pops back yeah. up in the room and runs out again uh, and you know they very much play on that mm. at least in sort of what I've seen in their kind of trailers and marketing and yeah. stuff like that to I guess at least make you know or have some understanding of kind of maybe oh, yeah. what you're getting into yeah I, I, knew, I knew what the, I played at EGX last year I knew what I was getting mm. into I knew exact but the, the amount of praise that it got I was like yeah, yeah I'll check it out and it's like I, I yeah. really like this game I'm just playing it in the background you know not whilst I'm watching TV or something, not paying too much attention to it. And that'll get you killed mm. immediately, by the way. Not having full Well, like a Chelsea attention. game's on or something like that. Yeah, you know, you know some yeah. rubbish football match. Yeah, Just just, yeah. <laughs> just put it on in the background. And it's like, yeah, it's it, it's really... It, the gameplay is solid, it's fantastic. But just for me, I mean, people who like roguelikes, uh, I understand. But for me, selfishly, I would, I would have loved this if this was just a, you know... Well, not linear. Linear in inverted quotes, Metroidvania, because yes, yeah, it it has everything else going for it: the weapons, the combat, the platforming. They're all, you know, super. So I'm just I got I got to the final boss. I didn't know it was the final boss. If I had known that, I would have been like, maybe I should take this a bit more seriously. But um, because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do it on this run. That's fine. But it's like, oh. When I looked on like Twitter or something, I was like, "Oh, that's the final boss, really." I was like, "I can get to him comfortably, but it comes to the point where it's like, I know I can beat him, but if mm. you give me a crap weapon to start off with, which they can, because it's all, you know, the the levels are procedurally generated, as are the weapons, and it's like yeah. the more weapons that you unlock, the pool just grows of just more crap weapons you can get at the end <laughs> of the day. If I like." Oh, this this weapon sounds cool. The Impaler, that sounds cool. If I unlock that and it's like, I don't like this, this is garbage. There's always a chance that that might spawn at the beginning of the yeah. level. It's just widening the pool of just crap. It's like, I don't want this crap. Just give me the stuff that I like. If it was a case where I could pick, yeah, I want that weapon, that bow, that sub-weapon and that sub-weapon. I could do it. I could just, uh, it'd be fine. Like, like breeze through it yeah yeah absolutely but it's like i mean and that's the whole point of it it's like you're not meant uh-huh. to just breeze through it you're meant to yeah. be out of your comfort zone you're meant to try out the new weapons which the game deserves they put in so many different weapons it, they do deserve it does deserve people to like go through and see what else there is but um mm. i'm just at the point it's like this is this is a good thing to play whilst i'm 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 just in the mood to play something and nothing else really. I have no like massive desire desire to kill that final boss. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I'm not too bothered at the yeah. end of the day. And it's like if if this was like for example Hollow Knight, I'd be like I need to kill that final boss no matter what I do to finish this game. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's a really really good game. I think this will be. Like up there with a lot of people's game of the year lists and stuff like that, but okay, it, it could possibly crack my top ten. Um, it, it feels like I'm like understanding this game because the game is just it's it's superb. It's it's absolutely fantastic. It's like a ten out of ten game, but it's yeah. just not my ten out of ten. It's not what I'm That's looking fair. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it won't be everyone's ten out of ten yeah. game. You know. Uh, all games, all styles, all genres are completely mm. subjective, and everything will, you know, 
lead to towards someone and lean towards mm. their tastes and pull away from other people and stuff so i mean you know that's why we have so many fucking games <laughs> yeah true true which is which is yeah. a brilliant thing mm. you know no one no one is going to play every single game released nope. uh, it would be absolutely would be impossible <laughs> uh, but you know you you pick and choose kind of the things that you like mm. uh, and the, the genres that you want and it's good though to occasionally jump out of your comfort zone yeah. and to you know maybe play something that's familiar but changes stuff up enough mm. that it, it throws you out just just slightly yeah yeah it's been a it, it's been nice to see what the, all the fuss is about about roguelikes mm. i still don't understand but <laughs> <laughs> it's nice nonetheless but um I was going to talk about because I talked about Metroidvania, Ooh. and I did go on record saying that I think Hollow Knight is the best Metroidvania ever made. It's taken some time, but I think yeah. I, I honestly think it is. Even over Super Metroid, maybe I don't know. Ooh. It's still I know because Super Metroid is fantastic. I think I played it. I think I'm, I've got it on the Super SNES, but I think I yeah. Replayed it on the new Nintendo 3DS XXLLL new 2DS thing, whatever. One of one of those it, things. I think as it, a Super Met Super Metro is not the one that got re-released, is it? No, that was uh, Metroid Two. Samus Metroid Two, yes, Returns, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, this I is like that, an yeah. eShop original type. Yeah, thing. the virtual console yeah. kind of thing. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that. Metroid 2 that came out last year? Mm. It, was it last year? I think so. <laughs> it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be yeah, last year. Yeah, it has year. to be. I think it, yeah, it was the same year that Switch is out, and everyone's like, why is this not on Switch? Um, that's a great game. That's a fantastic yeah. game. Um, but yeah, they still hold up. And to, what I wanted to see was one of the best Metroidvanias, like, people say is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yes. And I've been on a Castlevania binge the last few few months. Um, I think after Bloodstain came out, it was like, why are there yeah, no yeah. more Castlevania games? But um, it's cool that they're in Smash. I, I don't care about Smash, but that's cool that they're in Smash. Like uh, Simon, Richter, Bell. Simon, Bellman. yeah. Looks yeah. a bit, look, doesn't quite look like how I would think he should look. Probably not, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, well. Yeah, I doubt Konami like gonna say anything about it. I was like, yeah, just yeah. If we don't care Nintendo, we're not gonna do anything with these characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. these characters are dead. Nintendo, yeah. do we want? <laughs> exactly. But that's cool, and you know, with the soundtrack and all that. But anyway, I started playing Symphony of the Night. Was it yesterday? Might have been yesterday. All the days merge into one. But um, yeah, that game still holds up. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I remember. I don't think I played it until maybe the PlayStation Two came out, and okay. I, and I didn't complete it. I don't even think I got that far in it. I think I've got mm. further in the last. Uh, I think four hours I played this um, than I ever did. But it still holds up like super well. I mean, this this has obviously been. It's the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version I'm playing on backwards compatibility. Right. Um, yeah. And they slightly enhanced the graphics. But I don't think they did much more to it. You can play with like the was original it? graphic settings and stuff like that. 
Oh, that's cool. Mm. That's very cool. Was it a um, like an Xbox Live title? It wasn't a full um, release, was it, when it came out? I though? don't think it was. I think it might have been just XBLA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, uh, you know, I played this on PlayStation Two. That's mm. where I played it. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of it's a game that I've just never returned to. Yeah. Uh, you know, we start talking about we start moving into sort of like you know. Switch doing what they're doing online and your digital library and all of these sorts of things and buying a game once and then it existing with you sort of forever and some platforms kind of allow you to do that especially mm. sort of like Steam or good old games and things like that but consoles have this 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 idea that even if it's a re-released game even if you've brought it previously hey it's time to buy it again mm. why not yeah. and I've always been of the of the mindset of I enjoyed it when I played it. There's so many other things oh God, yeah. to play. I, I, you know, I just, I just don't go back to, to no, older that's, games. That's absolutely fair. Like I seldom do that as well. A lot of the mm. times it's hard to go back to older games, you know, because they just don't have those quality of life features that newer games do. Completely, mm. yeah. It, but you know, like backwards compatibility, it's like one of the best things that has happened this generation because it's so easy to go back to it I mean there's no like you don't have to emulate you don't have to find a ROM you don't have to do this you don't have to do that find like your old console you just I just oh that's in my library let me play it and it boots within a second it is and it's a shame because yeah because nobody else is doing it like Xbox I mean Nintendo have made a right hash of it it's like with virtual console Sony I mean they try bless them but it, it no, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, well, uh, this PS yeah, very now, much. and it's like, yeah, yeah. but they've, they've, they've had know, a good stab at it, for. yeah. To be fair, Sony have had a good stab at it. You can play like PlayStation once on Vita. They, they gave it a yes. good go. They, they've, they've done well. But well, they, so they allowed it on the, on, they allowed it on the original launch version of the PlayStation Three. Yeah, you know where you could play your PlayStation One, PlayStation yeah. Two games, um, which was, which was great mm. because. It it meant that I mean I when we got the PlayStation Three, mm. we it was so fucking expensive yeah. <laughs> that I didn't get any games Jeez. for it. It wasn't yeah. until a couple of months afterwards that I we picked up uh, Resistance mm-hmm. and Heavenly Sword. Um, you know, you know some launch games for it, which I think we picked up maybe like two months afterwards. Nice. But we had all of our PlayStation Two games mm. sat there ready to play so we just went oh we haven't played this for a while yeah. let's stick that in and just went probably like vice city or something like that well, uh, but i just remember classic. like the first month mm. yeah the first month you know upgrade your console and the first month you're just playing games mm. that you've kind of already already played and i can see maybe why you know backwards compatibility has come to xbox one a little later in its life and mm. playstation 4 kind of hasn't brought that in where you can play previous games you know on the on the console but i think for maybe like the next the next console cycle at least for playstation and xbox it's got to be baked in hasn't it I'd as soon so. as that yeah, as soon I think as that releases have gone on record that it is going to be but if i was playstation i'd be like yeah we need to it it it, it has to be because th- there's no reason why a playstation 1 game can't just be emulated on playstation 5 hardware there's no reason yes. why. There's no reason, and I mean, I mean, I, fair enough. I, they, you know, made, they've made the PlayStation Four. They never had that in mind. Same with the Xbox mm. One. I, I can't imagine the amount of 
time, resources, and money to make you know Xbox 360 and Xbox original Xbox like compatibility compatibility on that. Can't even imagine they might have time and money when it's like yes, yeah, yeah. so when you're second in the console race, this elusive race, but then yes, then it's worth it. But if you're not, then yeah, fair enough. And I was a bit hard on Sony. They have done it in the past. I just think it's a bit more, not even half-assed, uh, just half-baked, like like with Nintendo. It's like, and that's understandable. It's probably gonna, it's resources for the sake mm. of. I mean, what's the? I think there is benefit to doing it, because look at when Red Dead got made backwards compatible, like the amount of yeah. sales it went up. It. I think there is merit to it. Um, financially, like, like you know, just on a PR scale as well, I think there is merit to it. But um, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna go as hard as with like Xbox. I think that's great. They've got less of a catalog to pull from, also. Than, true. Than Sony yeah. And true. Uh, I know that um, at least with with Red Dead, anything you see now for PlayStation now, hmm. uh, Red Dead and The Last of Us, the two games that they kind of that they push you know mm. they're the ones that show up on like their marketing on their facebook adverts and everything like that okay. uh but uh you know it would be nice to kind of see playstation 5 turning up and being like hey if you've kept all of your playstation 4 games they'll all work on your playstation 5 maybe we've upgraded them or or you know they've they've been patched perhaps dependent on the developer and whether they have time to be able to do those sorts of things rather than us having this remaster generation again yeah uh, yeah, because that's the nice thing about Xbox. It's like, oh, I had this in my library, whereas it's from like Games with Gold or like yes. uh, just bought it on a sale. It's like, oh, I have this in my library. Like, I get a notification from like True Achievements, and it's like these games are now backwards compatible. Compatible. It's like, oh, I can play Spl- Splinter Cell Conviction just like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's cool. It is. It is. It'd be nice to see it going into the next, um, mm. the next generation. Yeah. But who knows? They're gonna do what the fuck they like, really. I, I hope. Uh, I don't know. I, I could see it, the tide shifting. I honestly could. I see more people. I think the seeds have been planted by it, Xbox. I just hope PlayStation can just. I just don't oh, want a I, PlayStation Three kind of situation. I, oh, very much. Yeah. I mean, but like to, I like, can see, I, I, I can see that. I yeah. can see a three socks, three sixty PlayStation Three kind of uh, cycle happening mm. again. I where <laughs> if Xbox, if Xbox can release their console first, mm. they, I think they have done so much in trying to push kind of where they're going and what they want to do. And you know, they've got the goodwill at the moment yeah. of, of gamers. Unlike, unlike Sony, who. Yeah. Everything seems to be like, oh, Sony haven't given us this. They've not done this. Mm. They won't let us do this. Yeah, you know, and I just don't want that some things to come out again. It's, it's not good for. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. good for Microsoft. Not good for Sony. Wasn't good for Nintendo. You you want to see these like people thrive, and it's like mm, you just don't want them to get too big for their boots. You know, again, completely. Yeah, yeah, completely. And it would be, you know, in a perfect world, we'd all be able to afford all of the consoles and and have everything and be available to play whatever we wanted and all of yeah. them would be exactly the same spec and none would be better than any of them and it's the exclusives that kind of drive you onto a console just but make one console just put everything that, on the it? switch no. make the switch as powerful as a pc <laughs> and put everything on Ooh. it <laughs> Ooh. could you imagine if the three of them got together and just went hey look 
we're throwing our money into this. Problem is, as soon as the three of them get together and do that, mm. someone else is going to come along. Yeah, like Google, Google. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Someone else is going to come along and want to then jump into yeah. that race. You're never, we're never going to have that one console experience because there will always be a competitor. I know, such a shame. Ugh. I'd love it. I'd love it. It's like, yeah, I can play Spider-Man on my Xbox and get achievements. Yeah. Great. If only tech companies were happy with the amount of money they're making and never wanted to make any more, it'd be fine. It'd be alright. Utopia. <laughs> Let's finish there on the nicest thought possible. Uh, two beers, Lucy. Which of the two were your favourite? It's a tough one, to be honest. Mm. Um, they're both really good. I don't want to cheat. I feel, I feel so bad when I cheat. When I just say they're both on par but they kind of were it's like it's like just depends what you what you want and like that Belgian IPA was so good it was you know spicy had those estery flavours the bubblegum banana very light very crisp very refreshing uh, the El Ginjero or ginger the ginger very gingery mm. very smooth very malty very biscuity Ooh. I don't want to pick. I'm going to cheat again. I do this <laughs> almost <again>. every week. <laughs> I do it almost every week. It's like the, 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 I can't really fault them. Like they're really good beers, and I don't want to say one's better than the other because I think you should check them both out. It just depends what mood you're in. Yeah, mm. yeah, and that's fair. And that's fair. I, I think I'm going to pull from the same fence sitting book that you're mm. pulling from this week as well. Yeah. Um, I have you know, the, the, the two beers, the Lervig um, Velvet, Orange Velvet and the Track and Cloud Water, I'm not like everyone else. Mm. Uh, two different beers both of them very smooth the um, Velvet Orange was a lovely smooth fruity affair perfect for a middle of the day beer um, and the, I'm not like everyone else uh, a lovely IPA which yeah. which Tone down the the juice bomb sort of qualities that we see a lot of recently. Uh, very well balanced, uh, lovely bit of grapefruity sourness, which maybe kicks in a little more towards the end of the of the glass. You mm. know, getting a lot more of those fruity sort of orangey notes at the start, and you know, it, it, it kicks into maybe a little bit more of a grapefruit sort of sour beer towards maybe the final third. I was ready for that at that yeah. point, and I was happy to have that at that point. Um, so, uh, two very well-made beers. Um, you know, we've drank a lot of Lervig been going around for a while, Cloudwater mm. been going around for a while. We've drunk a lot of beers from these guys, and they're always very well balanced, very well made. And these are just two more examples of good beers from yeah. these guys. Well, that's good. We've got four good beers to recommend. Oh, drink mm. all of them yes. in one go. <laughs> Just pour them into the same cup. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think you wouldn't be too, you wouldn't be too put off if you poured the two beers I had together. Well, you but add, be add the mine. ginger. <laughs> mm, <laughs> might throw you off a mm, little bit. Mango and ginger. Yeah. Not had that combination mm. before, I don't think. Nah. Maybe in a lilt. <laughs> Just drop a little bit of grated ginger in the top of your lilt next time. You know what we're talking about. I don't really see Lilt around these days, but you know, if you can find it, why not? Try it. Show mm, them around. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, if you want to tell us about the beers you've been drinking, the games you've been playing, you can do that at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter. You can email us tankedupcast at gmail 
gmail.com. Lucy, if people would like to speak to you, how do they do so? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at TankTopLucy. Um, add me, JuicyLuce9, on Untapped, Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. Oh, mm-hmm. the occasional game does get played on Steam. Yeah. I, I, I've wanted to play more point and click adventure games. I've got quite a few. But. Yeah. It's a lot of reading. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. Just just want to kill some zombies and death and Dracula at the moment. Yeah, and aliens and you know whatever else is. I'm sure there's aliens in, in Symphony of Night at some point. Maybe in the inverted castle. Who knows? Jeez, was there? I I don't think so. But those games are weird. They, they are have, very yeah, weird. The amount yes. of enemies and it's like, why is this harpy holding this gargoyle or something like that? It's like <laughs> <laughs> and why did it kill weird. me in one shot? <laughs> weird in a brilliant way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If you want to chat to me, I'm at Nova underscore forty seven on almost everywhere. PSN, Steam, Twitter. You can chat to me, play some games with me. If you want there's lots of games coming out. Games that we'll all be oh, playing. So many. So many. All oh, Metroidvanias. <laughs> <All laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's the year of the Metroidvania. That's what this console generation has brought us. More Metroidvanias. Oh god, yes. If only every game was a Metroidvania. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Spider-Man, Metroidvania. Yes. Like, like, like how the Batman: Arkham Asylum was a Metroidvania, and it's the best one. Pretty in the much. Series. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. That's fair enough. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. Logic. Red Dead Two, Metroidvania. Uh, no. I just love the vistas and the skylines in that. Oh. It looks so yeah. good. Yeah, and I it think so ne- next episode we're gonna have to talk about Doom. Doom oh, Doom Eternal. Oh, completely forgot. Yes. Next, All right. Next yeah, episode. we do that next yes. episode. Next episode. <laughs> I, I, I have started. I've started another game. I've been home for ah. a day and a half from my travels, <laughs> so I have started something. Yeah. So I will have something else to talk about. But big Doom chat. Yes. Next episode then. Yeah, we'll drag Adol back when he's back from Canada again, mm. and make him sit him down and make him watch the trailers. <laughs> yes. Watch it. To be involved. Peel his eyelids back so he can't blink. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. We'll do that. I'll go to his house very specifically for that. <laughs> nice. So, for another week, we've been midday tanked up. Goodbye. Ciao.